Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 30 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come and Follow Me materials. Studying in January the 30th to February the 5th uh, in the uh, Come and Follow Me materials for Matthew Chapter 4 uh, and uh, Luke Chapters 4 and 5. And today we're going to continue the section uh, which deals with uh, the Saviour um, setting or kind of testifying of his role as the prophesied Messiah that was to come. Um, we've spoken about what he said in the synagogue and uh, why this was significant. And now we're going to look at the reaction to this uh, and how, uh, well, the people listening didn't believe. Um, but the Come Follow Manual says this, just to kind of focus our minds on, you know, the kind of some questions and thoughts. Uh, it says, quote, although the Jews have been waiting for centuries for Isaiah's prophecies to be fulfilled, many did not accept that Jesus was the Messiah. Try to, as you read uh, Luke 4, 20 to 30, try to put yourself in the place of the people of Nazareth. Is there anything that might prevent you from fully accepting Christ as your personal saviour? Close quote. So, there is kind of some similarities here or some indications here that we need to recognize that can take place in our own hearts. After Christ um, states uh, that this scripture was fulfilled in their ears that day, in verse 22 it says, And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded, proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? Now this is one of the uh, significant factors, I think, particularly in uh, Nazareth, which is, of course, where Jesus was raised, is that they have seen this this man grow from childhood as a baby uh, in this, you know, regular-looking family. And they will have probably heard of Jesus and um, have seen how, you know, he was a polite child, perhaps, that he was uh, obedient to his parents and various things like that. But certainly, his parentage, from what they know, is not of any um, significance, and this is shown in this in the phrase "is not this Joseph's son." In um, uh, S. Ken Brown, in his book, uh, explains and says, "Quote: Evidently, Jesus's true origins have, been, have remained a family secret. For people of Nazareth think of Joseph as Jesus's biological father. In another account, Jesus is called the carpenter's son. In Matthew thirteen fifty-five, most intriguing is Mark's is Mark's terminology." the son of Mary, hinting that Joseph is already dead and that Mary's reputation has grown to such a height that her son is called after her in Mark 6, 3, close quote. So we are, you know, we have this indication that the people don't know about this miraculous story that we read, that we read of in Luke chapter 1 and 2, and rather they just see Jesus as the son of Joseph and Mary, grown up uh, in Nazareth and raised amongst them. So, the question of, you know, why did these people reject him? Uh, well, Jesus kind of answers this and explains this in what he says next. Uh, he says in verse 23, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. So, this uh, this idea that um, the people that are closest to the Saviour were the most likely to reject him because they will have 
seen him grown up. They will have seen, you know, nothing miraculous. So, you know, this this idea that the the Jewish uh, people at that time, the, the the Israelites, were looking for this Messiah who was going to presumably come down from heaven or come in a in a cloud of power or with great glory uh, announcing their arrival and and free them out of this very physical captivity that they were focusing on from the Romans. Um, Jesus was not that this profile did not fit this profile, uh, and as such, um, they they didn't just believe him for that reason. And Jesus knows this, and he's explained that. And then he, I'm not going to read the whole section, but verses twenty five to twenty seven, um, he explains that you know there were prophets such as Elias who you know was rejected in in Israel in the land that he he taught and prophesied in, um, but. He went to a widow in Zarephath, or Zarepta, or it says in the New Testament translation. And then in verse 27, it mentions um, Elisha, who said there were many lepers in Israel who didn't listen to him, but there was Naaman, or Naaman the Syrian. Um, so he's saying here, these two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, did great miracles, but often it was with people outside of the country who were not the covenant people that these miracles happened with. And basically the, the Saviour is saying to them, you're not going to see these miracles, you're not going to get them, because you, like these prophets and their people that, that they grew up with, you're going to reject me. And so these blessings are going to come to people outside of the covenants. Well, just remember that the that the... The people at the time of Christ uh, were very much focused on, they are the covenant people, they are the children of Abraham, we have special blessings and privileges because of our parentage and our ancestry. Um, to some to some point, where actually some of them, uh, not all of the, the different sects or parts of uh, the Jews at the time, but for some of them, the fact that they were children of Abraham almost guaranteed their kind of ex- their blessings with God uh, after this life. So this is why we see this very um, strong reaction uh, from verse 28, because the Savior is basically saying to them, you're not going to get to see these blessings because you are of, of this kind of group that are too close to me and that you, you are of this covenant, but you aren't living it. In other words, in essence, is what they're saying, is what he's saying. Um and they take him to a to the brow of a hill so that they might cast him down headlong. So, you know, they're, they're going to try and kill him. It's a very a severe reaction, but uh, he passes through the midst of them uh, and went his way and uh, went to Capernaum, uh, as they mentioned, the city of Capernaum or the, or the town. Uh, and they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. So I guess for us, you know, just to wrap this up for the last minute or so, is what do we get from um, this? How can we, or what might prevent us from personally accepting the Saviour in our lives? I think we need to recognise that we shouldn't have expectations. I think this is the biggest thing for me. I mean, there's a number of factors perhaps, and that could also include um, studying carefully and listening carefully to the correct interpretations of the Scripture and, and Scriptures and many things like that. But for me, the biggest takeaway is our expectations. Sometimes we grow up in the church. Sometimes we we join the church as a convert, and we form this idea of what the Messiah or what the Savior 
will look like in our minds. And very often um, it can be um, a, a person who is willing to accept anyone no matter what they've done and they don't need to do anything but he'll heal them no matter what. Or sometimes it's right the opposite end of the spectrum and it is an, 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 a figure, a person who um, needs complete obedience and needs someone who who is as clean as they possibly can before he will then uh, put his atone, atoning grace into their life. Um, that, you know, the works is such an important thing that, you know, with if you are not... Um, not perfect, but if you're not as perfect as you can be, then he doesn't want to know. Both ends of those spectrums are not the saviour. He is he is somewhere in the middle there. And for me, coming to know the saviour is one of the most important things that I get from this. Is that these people didn't is they knew of the saviour by name. This is, is not this Joseph's son, but they did not know him as who he really was. Uh, and I think for us, that is one of the things that can help us to avoid or prevent us from not accepting him as our saviour. So, yeah, I think that brings us nicely to the end of uh, the section today. Please do join us tomorrow, as over the weekend we continue, and we talk about how the Lord can help us uh, reach our divine potential. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to sharing that time with you. Please share your study and what you learnt on the Facebook group, and until we meet again. <laughs>